Hi, my name is Caitlin Riley, and the last thing I prayed for was for Donald Trump's scrotum to fall off. So this week we had Caitlin Riley on, not a Jew, and it was very not insightful. Jew. That's okay, interesting, though. Funny, yeah, it was fabulous. I might say, I might say one of our funniest, perhaps one of our funniest talks. I would agree with that. For those of you who don't know, in case you're living under a rock, Caitlin is a TikTok star who does incredible impressions and characters. You've probably seen her show up on your Instagram or Twitter if you're not on TikTok. But she has a wasp, a wasp character. And that's why we were drawn to her. And she was a delight. I don't her know. Her overall vibe was way, just but. like so it was just such a pleasure and like a little bit of a change up from what we're used to. Like she was just very upbeat and pleasant. It was it was wonderful. Yeah, I'm sick of talking about Jewish stuff all the time. Well, just kidding. <laughs> get a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Something that did come up, though, is I said that Jesus oh is not in the Old Testament. And I stand by that statement because the oh. New Testament was written A.D. after death. And the Old Testament was written B.C. before Christ. So Jesus isn't in there. No offense to him. But. First of all, none offense, no offense taken, because my name is also JC. But um, <laughs> per my findings, Jesus is in the Old Testament. He's just not referred to explicitly as like being someone that people followed. So he's briefly mentioned, but the New Testament is tracking the actions of like what happened to Jesus and after his death ad <laughs> there you go apparently some people it's kind of as with many things in the bible and the torah it's open to interpretation so some people think that there are references to jesus in the torah and other people are like no like it's not about him but apparently there's something called a christophany christophany which is the appearance or non-physical manifestation of christ so i guess it's like visions of christ after his ascension but i don't know i You're don't know that i really agree with really different language i don't know i feel like he's not in there i'm not i mean i've why. never learned about him but like why well the thing is like we would not have learned about jesus because jews don't believe that jesus is god or god's son or whatever iteration of that you may believe um so I, i'm i'm gonna go with he's probably in the old testament as some figure or reference to as being of importance um but since he is not of importance in judaism we were never taught about it is my final answer nothing against the guy he's just not the main character of that story that story being the torah <laughs> and in case any of this was confusing i'll just quote google which says the old testament contains the sacred scriptures of the jewish faith while Christianity draws on both Old and New Testaments, interpreting the New Testament as the fulfillment of the prophecies of the Old. Which doesn't answer our question. It's just kind of laying out what the two books are. All of this to say, we need an expert in Christianity on the podcast. I would love to have the Pope on. I know he's Catholic. Dream guest. The Pope, if you're listening to this, call us, email us. <laughs> pray for us, pod at gmail.com. He seems cool. No, he's very progressive. I actually, not to brag, but I was 
in Vatican City like the week after he was selected. And there were like excitement riots in the streets. There were like posters everywhere saying like, God bless Pope Francis. Like they were so excited to have a new pope. And it was a really crazy, exciting time to be in Italy. Yeah, electrifying. I just want to say I love Vatican City. I thought it was so interesting and so beautiful. And I like the concept of having like a city within a city. But yeah, the Pope is chill, suffice to say. And he definitely could give us the tea on Jesus in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Listen up next week as we interview the Pope. Yeah. We did, JC, you and I were talking about this earlier. We both watched Borat's subsequent movie film. And we had sort of different views on it. But there's a lot of Jew stuff in there if you can't get enough of it. I recommend for yeah, people I mean, who are into that kind of stuff. People who are into what kind of stuff? Religion and the politics of religion. Do you disagree? I think that the first I I think that the first Borat did a better job of highlighting the religion aspect of what's wrong okay. in this country and I think the second Borat has now painted a very accurate and upsetting picture of what America currently is in terms of like the political climate. I didn't love the synagogue scene in the second Borat. And um, yeah, it was a bit cringe. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, there's, we don't want to ruin anything for you, but obviously nothing can top the original. Borat dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it from us. But yeah, nothing as good as the original, but this is definitely like thought provoking, entertaining, but it is, I mean, we're also, we like work in comedy, so we're like a tough crowd and we're looking at everything with like a, such a critical eye. I know. I'm a very tough critic and that's why I like initially when we spoke, I was like, I didn't love it. And I still stand by that, but I do think I'm a being a little bit harsh. That's okay. At least you watched it. They got those views. Um, we have a great chat with Caitlin Riley. So here we are talking to Caitlin Riley. <laughs> what an intro. I'm just going to do that every time. <laughs> Ladies, let's do let's do it. I'm feeling crazy today, by the way. So did you just have coffee? I did. I had more than usual, so oh. I'm like kind of tweaking, but it's fine. <laughs> um anyway, enough about me. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm very excited to get into religion. <laughs> just some Nothing light chat. <laughs> just some light <laughs> chat about my relationship with Gad. or lack thereof or lack thereof yeah Mm -hmm. so where are you right now so right now I am in Austin Texas I met my boyfriend's parents house and we're just hiding out I I was in LA and I was staying with my mom for a while during the pandemic and I was I'm in a long distance relationship but um he's coming back soon so I just decided to come out here because everything I'm doing is over zoom anyway so yeah it's I can breathe here and everything's cheaper so <laughs> I don't sure. blame you. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. How long have you been in a long distance relationship? Um, we've been together for two and a half years. So nice. we met in L.A. doing a comedy show. And then he was going back to school to get his degree. So we became long distance. And that's been almost two years. And wow. he's done now. So he's coming back to L.A. But then the pandemic happened. So, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> There we is go. He, is he in comedy as well? Or 
He he is a little bit. So he he moved out to LA to do stand up comedy and and uh, like sketch comedy. But he also was in art school at the same time. So and he has a, a very intense long background of working in the concert production arena. He was like Damn. a manager of tours and stuff, and that he was like so the fun. top rigger of the country. Yeah. So he's like a man of many talents. I have zero um. talents and he has like four. So that seems very unfair. I know. Um. Um, but he went back to school to finish up art school. So he went to Atlanta and we were long distance for a while. Gotcha. I love a man with a backup yeah. plan and a backup plan for his backup plan. I feel like that's pretty foolproof. I know. It is. I have never had a backup plan. So <laughs> I, I think if you're pursuing comedy and acting, it's probably best not to because it's so hard that you're just going to be like, eh, I guess I'll be a real estate agent instead. That's, a, I literally, okay, so about a month in January and February, I was in this place where I was like, I'm so sick of not making money. I'm so sick of running in place. I'm 30. I need to figure it out. And I started to get into real estate and I started working for this woman sort of as her assistant slash apprentice. She was like, I'm going to teach you all about real estate. I was like, <laughs> okay. And then I ended up just like taking her dog's places <laughs> Um, and so, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, she was like, you know, this is a really tough business and it's like, cool. So like, how does your dishwasher work? Um, <laughs> and then the pandemic happened and I can, uh, the rest is history, I guess. That didn't really pan out. <laughs> Thank God. I feel like you've had a whirlwind yeah. six, seven, eight months. I don't know what time is anymore, but you have really yeah. found yourself on TikTok. We found you on TikTok. Thank God. It's I'm also the oldest person on TikTok, I think, because I'm 30. I'm a millennial and I never thought that I would get a moment from uh TikTok of all places. So, that's been very strange, definitely. First of all, I will tell you that you are not the oldest person on TikTok because <laughs> well, last week we just interviewed a rabbi who mm-hmm. also found herself on TikTok and she is much older than you are. That's but, amazing. Like Jess and I are obsessed with TikTok more so me and we're like all the same age. So yeah, I'm like a closet nice. TikTok viewer. I like a lurker really is the term. Yeah, I, I did that for a few months and then oh my dog. Hold on. Oh, oh no, okay. it's fine. I locked my oh, dog. I kind of want to see when the this dog. happens. This Wait. happens every time. Hold on. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi, babe. What kind of dog is she? That's okay. She's a mix. She's my boyfriend's dog. She's like half of many things. I don't know. She's a mutt. Oh, so what inspired you to actually get on TikTok and start sharing these characters that you created? I think it was just, it was the pandemic. Like, I don't think any of this would have happened if we were, if I wasn't stuck at home. I would be doing some woman's laundry somewhere probably. So that's like super fulfilling. But yeah, no, I just, I was really bored and I wanted an outlet. So I started, I do a lot of improv and character comedy at Groundlings and stuff. So I, and I'm an actor, obviously. So I had all that in there. I just decided to film it. So I bought a ring light for $40. That's and that's a steal. <laughs> it's my dog's <laughs> Okay, excuse me. And um, uh, yeah, I just started making videos and I never thought in a million years that they would blow up, which they did. Like, I just never thought, there was no reason. I just, I was like doing it out into the ether, I guess. So this has all been like insanely surprising and really overwhelming. 
first of all, congrats. It's been awesome to watch you. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Secondly, Wasp Mom, we got to talk about it. Let's talk about Cheryl. it. Wait, Cheryl and Wasp Cheryl Mom Johnson. are the same person, right? Yes. Okay. Important yeah. clarification. Yeah, they are. So, like, I just want to know, is this based on someone? What was your main inspiration? Also, like, maybe some of our listeners don't know what a wasp is, which, I mean, I'm sure they do, but... A lot of people just, don't. Let's just hear it. So, a few things. A wasp... Okay, it came from partly me as a person, although I am not like that at all, but I am super waspy, like my upbringing, my family. But also I grew up in Los Angeles and I grew up in an affluent area and I worked at a, at like a high end children's clothing store for a long time. So I imagine where in Arizona, but that's such a random job that we both had. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah, so my family owns a children's clothing store and it's they've it's been open for like almost 30 years that I worked there for a long time. Yeah, I know just the women that would come and would be like, um, I need a gift for a baby shower and I'm just I have a facial and I'm late. Can you just throw something together? Just they're like they're they're so busy, but they don't have jobs and they have nothing to do. <laughs> and like they're using their husband's credit cards or like their nanny is with them or it's just, it's, it was a lot of, it was many years of observing these women that I grew up around and it's, that's sort of where it came from. And I just like gave it the wasp name. Cause that's, that's the only description I could think of. Wasp stands for white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, but it, you don't have to be yeah. Protestant to be a wasp, correct? No, you can be Catholic. You can even be Jewish. I think, I think it's just like where, sort of where that where that society came up, maybe it was like all those neighborhoods or all of those little pockets of town were Protestant. I don't know. This one person messaged me and said, I Googled wasp mom. And the first thing that comes up is like the urban dictionary description. And you are a part of the description of urban dictionary. But what's really annoying about that, I had no idea this existed. Whoever posted the description their username is my name. So now everyone thinks that I went on Urban Dictionary and put myself in Urban Dictionary as the wasp mom description to like up my stuff. And I didn't. You <laughs> heard it like, here first. So you heard it here bizarre. first. It is it is so weird and bizarre, but I didn't know some person message. I think it was either like Reddit or TikTok or something like that. Crazy. That's so funny. I actually know someone else with your name as well. And now I'm wondering, I'm like, could it be that girl who did that? Maybe. That's very strange. Do you get any negative feedback from people being like, this isn't what a wasp is or this is offensive? No. Oh, that's Good. great. <laughs> I was not expecting you to I mean, say I that. Get, I weirdly, I've, I haven't had a lot of negative feedback on anything. The one thing that freaked me out, I, and I feel like this starts to happen when you start to get a big following, is people will either assume you're copying from someone or that mm. you've copied an idea when it's a very broad spectrum idea or concept. And it's like, so-and-so copied this person. And I got messages on on one video and I was just like, I, I, I spiraled. I had like a five-day panic attack and I was like... I. Once I, I, that's something I've never experienced before is like someone accusing you of like, you stole so-and-so's content. And I was like, I've never seen it before. And I don't know who they are. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I, I don't, it's, and it happens so all the angry. time. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in stand-up comedy, of course, I mean, that, it happens all the time. Yeah. Comedy, 
pre-pandemic hosted and ran a show in LA and Mm -hmm. the amount of times I would watch stand-up so there's so much overlap in terms of like parallel thinking yes of course and yeah we're all very like-minded for the most part like if we have a dog and we make a joke about our dog's asshole like that's not us stealing it's us also having the same experience and it's so hard for so many people to understand that and it just drives me absolutely nuts I feel like (laughs) when that's your livelihood to come up with jokes or characters you hold so tightly to your like intellectual property, but it's so likely that coincidentally someone thought of the same thing as you and there was no Mm -hmm. ill will behind it. Yeah. It's, it was why I ended up like reaching out to that person and being like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I, I did not steal your video. And what's so funny about that is that I got a couple messages from other people with the same exact concept. So here we are eight individuals with the same concept the same video, none of us know each other. And half of those people were like, oh my God, we had the same idea. And then the other half was like, you stole from me. And it's like, I've never met you before. <laughs> I've never seen this before. It's just, it's, I feel like more often than not, unless you're a true asshole, no one is stealing from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we're all trying to keep our head above water. You know, I feel like we're all trying to just like sit down and think like, okay, what am I going to do next? Fuck. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's been the one, that's been the only like negative feedback I've gotten, but luckily I've, I've never, I've never gotten negative feedback on a video unless it's like some incel being like, fuck you, bitch. You know? Oh yeah. But <laughs> I love you know those. you've made it. I know. I, I, know. <laughs> I, I like try to dabble in like creating content on TikTok, but like it's blatantly awful and I'll just like take trends that are trying to be serious and I'll just make a joke out of them. Like, have I you seen that. people being like, guess my age? Like, you'll never guess how old I am or whatever. I made this one video that's like, I look way younger than I actually am. And I said my age was like, I think it was 56. And so many people were like, you're a lying bitch. Like, there's <gasps> no way. Stupid. I'm like, oh my God. obviously there's no way. I'm yeah. not. People, I've also gotten some comments in my videos that are like, wow, you're a terrible person. Like, I feel like people don't realize that I'm a, I'm pretending. And you know how they have the the green screen feature on TikTok yes. where you can like make a green screen. Mm-hmm. I think it was like I made a video mocking a YouTube apology and so I was doing that and I got so many comments be like, "Wait, why is she apologizing? What is she sorry for? That's obviously not her house. She's oh lying God. to us." I love that it's video, by the way. It was so thing. spot on. Yeah, I am um, I went through a rabbit hole. I go through YouTube rabbit holes and like what every day is different. So one day I spent all day just watching like makeup people on YouTube apologize to each other because it's like such a thing. People coming home from war or like yes. uh, and the dogs mobs. greeting them, the dogs greeting the people coming home from war. Those are the best. Flash mobs at malls. I'm obsessed um, with flash mobs. I went through this phase the other day where I, I spent like an hour watching uh proposal rejections, like public no. <laughs> public proposal rejections. And it was delightful. I cannot imagine being rejected after proposing to someone. It's like you guys talked about this before, right? Like yeah. how do where did <laughs> it go wrong? Clueless. Some people think that a proposal will like fix a broken relationship. You mentioned that the waspiness was loosely based on your family or you grew up in a waspy manner. Um, mm-hmm. So what what was your religious upbringing like? I think you went to a private 
Catholic high school, if I'm not mistaken. I did. How do you know that? Uh, we, we do our research. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I went to the same high school as Meghan Markle and Tyra Banks. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, God, that made me sound so pretentious. Did you, but, wait, did you know Megan? No. I, I think she was like a senior when I was in. I don't know how old she is, so I don't grade. follow anything. Literally could not tell you how old that woman is. She's either 48 or 28. No, I went to an all-girls Catholic middle school and high school. And it's weird because I was baptized Catholic. My family was not religious at all. They were incredibly liberal, laid back. Who cares? My dad grew up in Chicago. He was, he, my dad was born in 1934. So he grew up religious, Catholic, going to church every Sunday. He thought he was going to be a priest. And then like the seventies happened and he's like, I'm an actor. But I I went to this school and I started to severely resent organized religion and Mm -hmm. went through a very long phase where I hated religion of any kind because I just... I think it did more harm than good, specifically Catholicism. We learned all religions. Like we learned Judaism, Taoism, Buddhism, Shintoism, all the isms. That's cool. (laughs) That's very progressive. But that's LA. It is. Yeah, it was a very progressive school. But at the same time, it was a strict all girls Catholic school. And I just don't think I vibed with it. So I was always pushing buttons and I was always asking questions like we didn't have a sexual education class. And I was like, why? And I remember in one of our religion classes, we had sex ed week where we talked about sexual education. And instead of giving us any information about what actually goes on, they showed us a video from the 70s of a woman getting a late term abortion, like in her seventh or ninth month which doesn't happen anymore. And the reason that it was like a medical video. And the reason that that happens is because there's something wrong with the baby or the womb. And they have, if she can't give birth, they have to go in there and figure it out in a very unfortunate way. But they showed us that video and told us this is what abortion is. And I, there are girls in the class crying. There are girls running out of the classroom to the bathroom to go throw up. And I was 17 years old. I was already sexually active. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. And I like went to the school. I went, I like had a meeting with, I think it was like the principal or something. And I was like, this is not right. Like you, like this is, this can't be our sexual education. You're trying to like raise strong women and you're showing like a fake abortion video that's traumatizing your students so what? I guess we're just not going to have sex until someone proposes to us in college. Like, what are you teaching us? You know? And then I had one religion and then you teacher got who, and then I got expelled. Well, no, I also had terrible grades because I was like, I'm going to be a famous actress the second I graduate high school. And that didn't happen. So I was just like, I did. I was a terrible student. So they were like, get out of our classroom. We don't care what you say. You're, we're, you're here as a favor, girlfriend. But yeah, then I had, I just started to like really resent religion. And I had this one other religion teacher who said that we talked about, you know, marriage and relationships and creating strong marriages and creating strong relationships. And she, in the curriculum, it was talking about like, what do you do when your husband cheats on you? And it was this whole like open discussion that we had. And basically the lesson was, you made an oath to God to stay with this man through sickness and health, no matter what, till death do you part. So you got to work it out. And I was like, I got to 
couple questions. I was like, so what if your husband cheats on you, but is also abusing you and is also abusing your children? Do you stay because he made an oath to God? It was just like, I was constantly like finding holes, no matter how progressive the school was. I was like, this is like religion in school and education. I just don't vibe with. And I know that there are a lot of schools, especially in L.A. There are a lot of schools, especially in L.A., where it's like St. Francis, St. This, Immaculate Heart, Sacred Heart. There's a lot of these different schools that are like under religious sanctions. I don't know if that's the correct terminology. I just over the seven years I was there, once I graduated high school, I was like, fuck religion. She just put up her middle fingers for anyone who can't see. There was a big Catholic high school or there was a boys school and a girls school in Phoenix where I grew up. And I feel like all of my friends who graduated are either like super liberal or super conservative, like pro-choice or pro-life. Like there's no in between. You kind of get pushed to one extreme when you have that yeah. sort of education. Yeah, I started to I went through this phase and like my family, I mean, my family is liberal through and through, mm-hmm. Democrat, liberal, progressive through and through. So I, I grew up in like an LA progressive bubble for sure. But with that said, like my family wasn't political at all. You know, they just sort of like voted when they voted and you know, blah, blah, like whatever. And I think after high school, I got like really emotionally involved in like politics and right and wrong and progressive and conservative because Again, not that my high school was conservative and wasn't progressive, they were, but just like, I think religion specifically sort of like kickstarted, like what's going on with religion right now? (laughs) It's like, I feel like it's propelling these political views or these like societal morals that are like wrong, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Oh God, I hope I don't get canceled. No, if anything, this is going to help your career. Yeah, this is going to skyrocket your career. This is right for us (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Um... Did you say that your high school was a all girls Catholic high school or mm-hmm. so this is has nothing to do with anything. Just I'm so curious. How did you guys yeah. like meet boys, and like hang out with boys? <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I was a late bloomer. Like I, I was afraid of penises well until I was like 23, I would say mm-hmm. well in, but uh, <laughs> I, we had a brother school and the brother school okay. I went to, I went to Immaculate Heart and the brother school was Loyola. So when we would do plays the brother schools any any private high school every any private boys high school could come to the school and do the plays the plays were where it was at and then I think you just had you had to be really social like if you knew Mm -hmm. if you knew some boys you know people would hang out over the weekends and have parties and you know it's LA too it's like it's like a big bustling city so it's not like we were super separated from each other there's always something to do but yeah, those plays, man, that was like, it was like The Bachelor. <laughs> it, it was intense. It's it so intense. interesting to me that religious schools always separate boys and girls or men and women because you would think they'd they'd want them to be together so that they can like procreate and make more religious people. I know. I just, well, also that it's like, I feel I didn't, when I graduated high school, and mind you, I had a boyfriend through high school. Thank God. I got all my firsts out of the way. I had a date to everything. Did you Thank meet him God. at the play? I did. <laughs> Which <Where> play? <laughs> uh, we we met doing hello. No, no, no. We met doing a play before, but it was like a it was like a mashup play. Um, <laughs> but we started like dating, dating when we were doing Hello Dolly. Oh my God, How that romantic. is like truly um, epic. We were like so in love. Yeah, no. But when I graduated high school and then eventually went to I went to like theater college. I 
and I was single, I had, I did not know how to a casually hang out with guys and b casually date guys. I was like, are we getting buried? I don't know. Like what's, what do I do? Like casual sex. I was like, what is that? So yeah, I was like a serial monogamist. I was like, I only have sex with my boyfriends of six months to a year. And there needs to be talk of marriage. Like I did not, I think I was like 25, 26 when I started having like casual dating sex. That just made me think of like people who are uber religious and get married super young. I would obviously never want to do that, but it does have some advantages. It's like, you don't have to date. You don't have to worry about getting your heart broken. It's like, you guys are set Mm -hmm. for life. Yeah. But then also what really, like whenever I meet someone that's like, yeah, we've been together since high school. I'm like, someone's going to cheat. Yeah. Soon. Never works. Yeah. Someone has a double life. Someone like it's, I don't, how can you? If you're the same person that you were in high school currently as an adult, like there's something wrong with that picture. If you have not evolved past like the version of yourself you were, when you were 18, like that's very problematic. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, if I, if I was dating someone that I like met when I was 10 and then dated in high school, like you're my brother, like, ew, like, what is, we're related. We're like related. <laughs> it, this is weird. I don't know. It works for some people, but not me. <laughs> Do you practice religion at all today? And if so, like, what does that look like? No. Do you celebrate Christmas? I se- well, okay. Yeah. I celebrate Christmas. I, yeah. I love Christmas. But as far Same. as like Easter, I hate Easter. I I don't want to say blasphemous things because no, anyone, no, they're going to be like, Caitlin Riley hates Jesus. <laughs> 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 but like, I just, here's the thing for me. Like I studied the Bible in high school and the cool thing that one of my religion teachers said is she was like, that just because this is writ- written doesn't necessarily mean it actually happened. These are stories to lead you to live a better life in the eyes of God. So what I'm saying is I'm not asking you to believe that Noah got all the animals on the planet on his ark and like saved the world. I'm asking you to look at the stories and look at the lessons. And I was like, that's cool. I feel like religion loses me when they when they themselves lose sight of that, where it's like, well, it says in the Bible that da 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 It's like, yeah, but like, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it's technically, it's technically it a book of fairy tales. <laughs> yeah, it's a book of fairy tales, technically. So it's yeah. like, so yeah, Easter is one of those holidays where I'm like, so Jesus died right and then he like woke up three days later and but he's the son of god but also like he's not but jesus is god but it's they're not like i just i'm very confused (laughs) jesus has a crazy storyline yeah i never understood yeah have you guys seen marriage story Yes. yes okay so you know that um you know that monologue that Laura Dern has where she's talking about how God, the whole complex of God is the father, like the father is always the best no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she starts talking about how like Virgin Mary got pregnant, was there every single day raising Jesus. God wasn't there, but everyone worships God because God is the father and the father is always perfect. And I thought that was so interesting. And I just wanted to bring that I up. That. Actually, that was like, I mean, she was the best part of that film that was an iconic scene yeah her her that monologue as well as her saying little sandwiches and salads if you guys Mm -hmm. remember that part those are my two favorite parts i sound very smart right now but definitely the bible (laughs) the bible is not a good place to be a woman 
if that's we, another thing. Women are barely even mentioned. I mean, I haven't read the Bible lately, Old Testament or New Testament, but it's mostly like it's a male. Narrative. I didn't know there was more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would know better than me, but the Old Testament. I, t- I told you I was a bad student. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, there's like the Old Testament, which everyone, not everyone, which Jews, I think the Muslims, all facets of Catholicism, uh, sorry, Christianity, believe in the first, <laughs> the first book, the, the, Old, the Testament. Old Testament, and then and then the New Testament is only for. Christians, right? Yes. Excuse me? What does that mean? I think they yeah. were like... Wait. Is the that New real? Testament is, yes. Yeah, because the New Testament is about Jesus, and that's only for Christians, right? Yeah, Jesus and is not so, in the Torah. Wait, so, so okay, so in the Torah, what is everyone thinking about Jesus? Are they like, yeah, he doesn't guys. Exist. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. I like that. I think I I think I'm emotionally Jewish. I think we're converting you. <laughs> I swear to Our God, plan is I, I like Judaism is way fucking cooler if we're just going to talk about it from afar. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you as if I invented it, but I certainly did not. Growing up in Los Angeles, I mean, I know you went to a religious high school, but did you have any friends who had a bar or bat mitzvah? Have you ever been to one of those? Oh, 98% of my friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, almost everyone I knew was Jewish. Yes. So here's the thing. So in LA, it's either like wasp culture where it's like Mm -hmm. Christmas and blonde people and rich blonde people and someone's family is a house in Texas, or it's like everyone's Jewish. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no middle ground, but yeah, I went to many, many bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, many extravagant sweet 16s. Oh yeah. What did you think of the services when you were like a 13 year old kid going to temple or did you skip that and just go to the party? I saw one, I think. And I thought it was really, I was impressed by everything they had to do. Mm -hmm. I was like, how do they know that song? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. And I was also like super, super shy and awkward when I was 13 so the idea of like getting up there with like the thing on and singing mm-hmm, the song mm-hmm. and like having this super official, respectful situation happening that everyone's watching me and it's oh, like I could never, I could never in a million years. That's so funny because now you are legitimately a performer. And for me, like at my bat mitzvah, I thought I was a pop star. Like my first AOL screen name was True Pop Star. And I, I got up it. there and I was like, I'm the biggest ham. Like, I'm going to actually like belt my songs and like chant my chants. And I like looking back <laughs> on it, I was probably like so embarrassing. I wore like a huge princess dress. I had braces. I had a huge mole on my chin. I looked like a garbage person. I mean, but I was like amazing. so proud at the time. I remember feeling so shy and not wanting any of my friends who weren't Jewish to come to the service because I was like. They're not going to know what this is. Like, I don't want to waste their Saturday morning. Like, what else were they doing watching cartoons? Oh, no. But it turned out fine. And the party was great. That's really what it's all about. Party. It's all about the party. Mm-hmm. Going back to your fame, I do want to touch on Reese Witherspoon reposting you. What oh, was your okay. reaction? How did you find out about that? Was that the most exciting thing of your life or not? It's so weird. The whole Instagram is like, it has a mind of its own. So every other day I'll sort of find someone that follows me where I'm like, what? Or like someone will send me something that I didn't, it's just so overwhelming. I can't like check. 
But um, I follow Reese Witherspoon and I was just looking through people's stories one day and her story popped up and it was my face. And I was like, what? That's banana. And I freaked out. Reese Witherspoon? I mean, she didn't, she didn't like tag me in it. I don't think she didn't like, it was the video and it was from my page, but she didn't like. There was no like she's so fun. There was no personal message. <laughs> she it was just could like, have gone. This one video is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. She to me is like the ultimate wasp, but she seems so nice and like such a do gooder. Yeah, she, there are nice wasps, mm-hmm. you know. But she her aesthetic is very like wallpaper, blonde hair, sweet tea. It's very like southern girl. It's mm-hmm. very like I'm so sorry that our wedding was on a plantation, but it was beautiful. <laughs> It was very much, it's very much like that vibe where it's like, I, like their ancestors definitely owned people. And they feel badly about that. And they feel badly about it. But the house is still in the family, you know. <laughs> it's a better they are still now. renting it out. <laughs> yeah, I think go to it. I got in an argument, like a funny argument with a friend of mine who's from the South. And we were like, because my, my family is from like Ireland and Sweden. Okay. And... I'm pretty sure that none of my people owned people and right. just like based off of my lineage, like that just wasn't happening anywhere. And we got in this like funny argument where um, I just said to her, I was like, at least my ancestors didn't own people. And she just like had nothing to say. That's like um, the end all true. be all. You can't come back from that. It's the end all be all. Who's, who's Swedish and who is uh, Irish? What's the Irish? I was like, what's the other one? Riley. <laughs> so my my mom is from Sweden. She came here uh, when she was about ten years old, I would say, mm-hmm. and her her parents left her in Sweden with her grandparents. So my mom grew up the first like seven years of her life thinking that her grandparents were her parents, and then one day they were like, "Hey, Lily Beth." you're going to go to America and meet your parents. And she was like, what? And they were like, and you have a baby brother. So she like oh got on a God. plane. Yeah. She got on a plane and met her parents, like this 10 hour flight from Sweden in like the fifties. Then when she was at the airport, her, her father ran up to her and was like so excited to give her a hug. And she slapped oh him because she didn't know who he was. I cannot even Isn't that imagine. Crazy? That's an insane story. Yeah, I That's know. wild. Yeah. My dad grew up in Chicago, but he was born in 1934. So he's right. much older. But I think um, his his grandparents were from Ireland. So his my great-grandparents came from Ireland, set up shop in Chicago, and then the rest is history. Gotcha. Do you have yeah. citizenship then in Ireland? No, because my dad was born can in get, Ireland, oh, oh, but I could technically, okay. yeah, I can tech, I can get citizenship in Sweden. Oh, I recommend that. That's cool. I haven't do yet. that. I know, I know. I was thinking about it. Um, I don't, th- I don't think my mom's citizenship is active anymore. I then don't I don't think you can actually. Um, I recently looked into this because my dad and I were like trying to get Italian citizenship because his dad was born there, but he had to mm-hmm. deactivate his citizenship to get into the United States. And therefore, we cannot get our Italian oh. So it, it just depends when they crossed into the United States. I think if it was after, like, 64, you can't. I could be wrong, but something to look into. I have to look into that 100%. Definitely. In a couple of weeks, you'll decide whether or not it's worth it. Have you ever been to Ireland or Sweden? Not, not in my childhood. I went to England once. Um, that was a bust. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. But... 
I, I've never been to Ireland. I'm dying to go one day. Um, my boyfriend and I would really like to go. And then I went to Sweden as a baby. I don't remember anything. So I have to go back as an adult and post-pandemic what happened in england yeah post-pandemic so i was dating this guy uh, i was my college boyfriend and we were together for a while it was one of those like up and down on and off bullshit you know horrible toxic you're too young to understand relationships so we broke up and got back together and then he got a job touring in a musical and he was going to travel like all over the world. And so he was in England for a long time. And me and his family, his mom and sister, flew out to England for 10 days to visit him, see the show, visit London. And like London was one of those places my entire life where I was like, I have to go. I'm such an Anglophile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Things were weird in our relationship like he didn't have a phone I talked to him once a week things were like really weird and bad it was really obvious he was sleeping with someone Mm. so like up into me leaving for the trip I was just like I don't know if I should go but I went anyway I was like 22 23 and then the second day that I was there he told me that he couldn't do this anymore and that he doesn't know how to be in a relationship and he thinks that we should be friends and for the next eight days I had to pretend that we didn't just break up and I had to pretend that everything was fine and I had to pretend that I was enjoying myself in England and it was awful it was awful it was could he not have waited (laughs) or or just said don't come like I don't know and then like so then I came back and then on top of that like so I love his mom to this day to death but she and I were butting heads and I think she was in a weird spot and on the trip she was like really mean to me and I think it had there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of other stuff going on but she had no idea what was going on with us so it's like it was just it was like the trip from hell it really was and it with this beautiful backdrop and I was so mad the whole time because I was like I'm in fucking England and I'm miserable right came back and and I think like the the right before I left he was like I I love you we'll figure it out when I come back so I'm thinking like okay we're fine then we broke up the day after New Year's. It was, it was terrible. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I got, I, must, I, I went to, I, I, I went to England and then I got dumped. So. I need to know, and I'm sorry for asking, but what musical was it? Jeez. It was American Idiot. <laughs> wow. The irony. <laughs> also, you're talking to the only fan of American Idiot. I saw it opening night on Broadway. <laughs> I live, die, breathe, exist for Green Day. It's like my biggest embarrassing fact. Tracy, do you want me to edit that out? <laughs> no, keep that in. I cannot listen to Green Day or the American Idiot soundtrack if it ever pops up without getting a visceral trauma reaction. Like oh I literally, God. like to this day, I'm like, like I can't. That'll it's do terrible. it. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. Hey, Just the time to play our good. game. Yes, we have a fun game for you. I mean, I hope it's fun. I have a feeling it's Yay. going to be. It's called Wasp Energy versus Jappy energy. So Wasp, we've already established white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Jap- is this a game that exists on other episodes or is this specifically just for me? This, this is, is for you. <laughs> okay. Jap is Jewish American princess. Yes. So we're going to say an item or like a location and you'll just tell us if it's waspy energy or Jappy energy. And I'm we obsessed. can either discuss or rapid fire. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. Okay. I love it. All right. Tom's shoes. Wasp. Wasp energy. What do you guys think? I agree. With I that. would agree too. Yeah, hundred percent. I had 100%. a pair of Tom's. Shows. 
So I have to be honest. Me too, but I don't think that's Jack. Am I allowed to say Jack? Yes. 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 You're talking. We're okay. all, yes. We're having fun. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Our audience gets it. Um, okay. Frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jap. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> yes. Yes. There also are no right answers, but I think for some of the for some of them there are a right answer. Okay. Gel manicures. Both. Yes. Totally correct. We're on the same page, ladies. We know what's going on. We know what's up. Okay. Juicy tracksuits. Jap. 100%. It is funny because it is like a very jappy thing, but I think the people who made it really famous were Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. and neither mm-hmm. one of those two folks are Jewish, but uh, obviously Pam, who created it, is very jappy. So, But every yeah. jappy girl wants to be like Paris Hilton or wanted to be. That's true. Right. I feel like Paris Hilton had like she infiltrated jap culture. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like she, she's like a huge pillar of Jap culture. 100%, I agree. I 100% especially in like the early two thousands. Okay, the next one is ham. Like the meat? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasp. Yeah. Correct. Okay. okay. That was <laughs> that was a throwaway. <laughs> okay, Pandora bracelets. Do you know what those are? Jap. 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 Interesting. Wait, hold on. I think (laughs) everyone I know who had a Pandora bracelet was Jewish, but I know a lot of Jewish people. Same here. Same here. I I was more of like a nomination bracelet kind of gal. Wasp is more is more the Tiffany's is the Tiffany's uh, dog tag bracelet. Oh, I think that's Jaffe. I think that's both. Really, it's just like white person. It's all about perspective. It's tacky white person. It's tacky white person. You're right. Yeah. So me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Panera Breadco. Wasp. I'd agree there. Yeah, I think that one. It could be both, but I would say Wasp. Okay. Costco. Oh. Oh. Uh, I want to say both. I think it's both. Because I feel, I but I feel like it's leaning heavily towards Wasp only because I just feel like Wasp bombs are like, we have to get everything, you know? I. <laughs> I do. I think it le- it leans slightly wasp only because of the locations that Costco's happen to be in. Mm-hmm. But I could yeah. be, I don't know. That's a good point. Like, I'm just thinking see. about my hometown. Like the Costco was in a non-Jewish area. And then in mm. LA, it's kind of in like, where is the Costco here? There's like one in. There's one in like Glendale. There's one in Las Feliz. My grandparents did, who are Jewish, loved Costco. But I think it's just about like the, you get more bang for your buck there. And I can't blame. Right. So I guess it's kind of everyone. This next one is either a hit or miss. Atlantis. The Atlantis Resort. In the Bahamas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I've always wanted to go. My whole life. Even though it's so tacky and gross. Oh, I've been three times. Then Jap. I guess, yeah. 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 That was my first, my first thought was Jap for sure. I I'll feel like it. Jap, like Jappy girls would always like go to Atlantis and post like a thousand pictures on Facebook and they would be like sitting in front of that elaborate like paper mache oh, girl. girl chair. Girl. <laughs> and 
I will send you both a photo of me doing that. I have literally always wanted to go. It just, it looked like a dream. Like I literally, remember, okay, do you guys remember that Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie? Holiday in the Sun? There we go. So one of my friends is in that movie, but what he doesn't know, and then I told him later, is that I I watched that movie 32,000 times, and I would literally have dreams about the Atlantis Resort. Because I wanted to go so badly. Ugh, dying to. That's so funny. Everything is so expensive there, though. Like, once you're there, you don't leave the resort. And, like, a bottle of water is, like, $12. It's, like, a freaking Broadway show. So it's honestly a huge scam. But it is wonderful. Maybe you'll get there someday. Definitely go. That being said. Um, Okay, Betty Draper from Madness. Yeah. Yeah, that was This next one is stupid, too, because we said Midge Maisel. But... Oh, well... Yeah. 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 But wasps watch her. They do. Yeah. Wasps love Mrs. Maisel. Everyone loves Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they've ever seen people with brown hair. It's shocking, really. <laughs> it shocks them. The pattern twall. Are you familiar? Twall? What is that? Is that the zigzags? No, that's a chevron. Twall is... See, like, what are you even talking oh about? Oh, my I God. It's the up. ultimate twall. wasp Google it. pattern. It's like this... Blue and white French. <laughs> Wait, can I see? Can I see? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now that I see it, I'm like, oh, oh, no. That's that's uh, that's uh, that's we used to own people. That's yes, hundred percent like on lamps, wallpaper, plates, teacups. Yeah, Taylor Swift, wasp. Too easy. White wine, wasp. Red wine, jap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Why is that? And that's that? our game. <laughs> Yay! I don't know. Probably because red wine and Shabbat is like, I associate Friday nights yeah, with like red wine. But I don't yeah, know. totally. Thanks for joining us, Caitlin. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us, Caitlin. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at iCaitlinRiley and on TikTok at It's Caitlin Hello. That's Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. Don't forget to rate in the US. Follow us on Insta at Pod, And if you feel like it, you can send us a note at Shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs>